morning welcome to another episode of history under your feet today we take a look at the life of rani tarabai bonsle the daughter in law of chhatrapati shivaji maharaj who defied aurangzeb and defeated him and also was a reason leading to his downfall 1689 was a critical one in maratha history chhatrapati sambhaji maharaj was captured and brutally tortured to death by aurangzeb The Mughal army laid siege to the fort of Raigad on March 25, 1869, and captured it, taking Sambaji's wife Yasubai and his son Shahu as hostage. Though Raigad fell to Mughals, Rajaram managed to escape to the fort of Jinji and fought back with the help of the valiant Kaladi Chennamma. Though the Mughals managed to capture Jinji in 1698, Rajaram once again escaped and set up court at Satara, but he died in 1700 due to a lung infection at Sinhagad. While Rajaram's son Shivaji too ascended the throne, he was just four years old, and the Maratha kingdom was in a state of turmoil. Aurangzeb saw it as the right opportunity to completely crush it, until one woman stood up to him and foiled his plans. The Tharabai Bonsle, the daughter-in-law of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj, wife of Rajaram, who had entered the royal household when she was just eight years old, her f- Her father, Hambira Mohitev, was the chief military commander of Shivaji's army, who was also one of his most loyal associates and had taken part in many a campaign, and also a niece to Sorai Bai, one of Shivaji's wives and mother of Rajaram. When her husband passed away, she placed her four-year-old son on throne and took charge as regent. At the age of 25, she took charge of the Marathas against Aurangzeb, who scoffed at the prospect of a woman getting the better of him. Still in grief over the loss of her husband and facing a mighty Mughal army, Tarabai threw herself into the thick of the battle. She already had a reputation in the Maratha court for her formidable knowledge of civil, political, and military matters. A skilled cavalry warrior herself, she led from the front, motivating her soldiers. Also, she applied the same tactics which Aurangzeb did, especially bribing the commanders of the enemy side. She forayed into the northern territories all the way till Malwa and Gujarat, appointed her own revenue collectors called the Kamaishidars, and this way she ensured that the Marathas would never face problems due to the lack of revenue. Tarabai put up one of the stiffest resistance to the Mughal army, beating back, beating them back repeatedly. As Aurangzeb died, a totally broken man in 1707 at Kuldabad, his dream of crushing the Marathas not fulfilled. As per, according to Jadunath Sarkar, during this period, the supreme guiding force in, in Maharashtra was not any minister but the Dowager Queen, Tarabai Mohite. Her administrative genius and strength of character saved the nation in that awful crisis. It was not just beating back the Mughals, she also expanded the Maratha Empire all the way up to Karnataka as well as the western coast up to Surat and Baruch. And with the passing away of Aurangzeb, the Mughals released Shahu One, hoping to use him as an ally against Tarabai. As expected, a bitter internal conflict broke out between Shahu and Tarabai for the throne, who soon ascended in 1708, backed by Peshwa Balaji Vishwanath. Tarabai was sidelined, and she established a rival court at Kolhapur in 1709. However, she was deposed by Rajasa Bai, the other widow of Raja Ram, who in turn placed her son Sambhaji II on the throne. The backdrop to this was Tarabai presenting Rajaram II as her grandson, whom she claimed was was a direct descendant of Shivaji Maharaj. When Shahu passed away in 1749, Rajaram II became the next Chhatrapati. However, when Tarabai asked Rajaram II to depose Nana Sahib, who was then in a campaign against the Nizam, the latter refused, and she threw Rajaram II into prison. However, she failed to get any support from the nobles or the Nizam against Nana Sahib, and she took the help of Umabai Dabade, whose eldest son Triambak Rao was killed by Baji Rao in the Battle of Dabul, where she had allied with the Mughals and Nizam. 
The Tapadis held sway over Gujarat and though they had to share the revenue with the Peshwa, they never did it. Balaji Bajirao had an inherent empty treasury thanks to his father's long military campaigns in debt to the tune of 14 lakh rupees and he began to force all the provinces to pay up their dues which included Gujarat. Umapa held lent her support to Tarawa and sent a large unit under a lieutenant Tamaji Rao Gaikwad who would later be the second Maharaja of Badodra. Gaikwad reached all the way till Satara where he joined forces with Rabbi Hauva Trayambakrao Purandare routed Gaikwad in March 1751 on the banks of the Venna and forced him to flee from the battlefield. Nana Sahib, who was in the north, rushed back to Satara, covering around 650 kilometers in 13 days, and stormed the Yavateshwar garrison, defeating Tarabai's forces. He forced Gaikwad for a treaty on one of the conditions being half of the Gujarat territories. Later, with Tarabai's own troops rebelling against Toshi, agreed to sign a peace treaty with Nana Sahib, taking an oath in the famous Khandova temple at Jijuri in 1752. Rajaran II was released and made as Chhatrapati later. Though more of a figurehead, the real power was with the Peshwa. Tarabai passed away in Satara at the age of 1886, although her later years were marked by the conflict with the Peshwa. She would forever be remembered for taking charge of the Maratha Empire at a critical juncture and defeating Aurangzeb. Naman and salute to this great lady who saved the Maratha Empire at a critical moment.